you have successfully managed to claw your way into the Casa Berenice Recordings Podcast, Episode 22. This podcast is our way to release multi-tracked recordings from house concerts that we host in our living room. We being Clay Chaplin and Heather Lockie, and including our Claude friends, Xenotron, Fuzzy, Nemesis, and Fluff Nugget. This episode features a performance by Gabby Fluke Mogul. It was recorded live at a Casa Berenice house concert on April 30th, 2022. Stick around after the performance for an interview with Gabby Fluke Mogul. And now, here is Gabby Fluke Mogul performing on violin.
I'm Gabby Fluke-Mogul. I play the violin. I'm an improviser, composer, and educator living in New York. Tonight, I played an improvised set of solo amplified violin. There were compositional elements involved prior to playing, but akin to most of my solo work and live sets, there are compositional structures at play that give space to improvisation. Tonight, I had two ideas in mind. Um, I often like to work in shapes, mm. both uh, if I'm writing for myself, but also internally. Um, shapes that include both duration and um, content, mm -hmm. I guess, as mm -hmm. well. Um, yeah, so I, I was thinking towards um, a 40-minute set, mm -hmm. so two shapes um, that were potentially equidistance of like 20 and 20, mm -hmm. um, and one that was uh, more on the open side, drawing from uh, some of the recent psychoacoustic and more spiritual or uh, emotional experiences I had this past week. And then the mm -hmm. other, mm -hmm. uh, specifically, um, Ornette Coleman's Lonely Woman, which I have been <laughs> playing with to and from within for the past few years or so, um, both in solo and ensemble mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Ornette for life, forever mm -hmm. and for always. <laughs> Amen. Um, but yeah, I'm particularly drawn to the tune only woman I love it a lot huh. I think it's very interesting harmonically and rhythmically spiritually and also uh yeah I guess uh, it's a little bit uh, tongue-in-cheek as well for me gender wise mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get a kick mm -hmm. out of it <coughs> well I grew up singing in children's choirs and in playing in like youth orchestras um and listening to a lot of radio um, as a kid in South Florida, um, which was, yeah, like such a, an incredible diversity of musics. Um, yeah, I think the combination of radio and learning how to read music and, uh, from a young age and, and singing in these, like, you know, big choirs full of, you know, other young people, um, primarily tonal music and yeah and playing in in um you know youth orchestras and orchestra um chamber music um classical music etc cetera, etc cetera. i i was very um yeah exposed to listening in specific ways i guess and i had uh, a dear mentor and music teacher who I also listened to a lot of um, really out shit with, mm -hmm. you know, who mm -hmm. introduced me to like, you know, the African-American music tradition and black music and the jazz continuum. And, you know, I, yeah, was exposed and offered a lot of different types of musics as a little one. And mm -hmm. so I think that's like super, um, entrenched in my listening and my sounding. Yeah. 
yeah, I think my vocabulary like kind of came out of my own um, desire to sound what I had been listening to or hearing um, from a really young age. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a desire to also uh, perhaps feel less alone in the world or in myself or um, a lot of it just came out of being alone and Mm -hmm. just um, kind of experimenting by myself and figuring out what I liked and what I didn't like and what happened if I did this or what happened if I did that. And it wasn't until I got much older that, um, you know, in my early 20s when I came across, you know, Leroy Jenkins or Ornette Coleman or, mm-hmm. you know, more out violinists that I was like, oh, aha, mm-hmm. like, I'm not alone in this. Who who are some violinists that you feel like you were drawn to? Mm. I mean, Leroy and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Leroy Jenkins mm-hmm. and Ornette Coleman, mm-hmm. I would say first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't say I'm I'm super interested in kind of like I think it's neat that um like new music and contemporary classical music has like codified um you know these practices and these techniques, right? Mm-hmm. Quote unquote extended mm-hmm. technique. But I guess I have never thought of them as that. Mm-hmm. Um and that perhaps that links the first question you asked me to this one. Like to me, I don't um feel like a difference between like quote unquote like noise or like more noisy extended stuff and you know playing Ave Maria (laughs) I I really understand this that's great (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah or you know from Ave Maria to you know all the things you are to you know um, just any any type of melody really to me like there's so much noise in melody and there's so much melody in noise and I'm often frustrated when for a while like in the more like experimental noise scenes that I existed in mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. playing melody was just like what are you doing yeah what are you doing you can't like, do that why are you that's, doing that that's not experimental or that's not hard or like mm-hmm. yeah and then I was like huh that sucks, That's you weird. know. Yeah. Like why not? But yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is really complex and like following the threads of like, hmm, like you know, especially yeah, you bring in like, you know, race and gender and class into those like questions of why melody is Mm-hmm. look down upon you know like trace the threads of like, hmm, actually that's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. And um like I think uh, you know, if you like look at the continuum of radical music's melodies at you know the root of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. That's really interesting in my mind, I guess. But um, it's never, um, you know, I'm never like I'm gonna play a set of you know extended technique, you know, or more noise versus something you know else. It's just. Um, and I think a lot also has to do with, you know, I, I had the privilege and pleasure of working with Pauline Oliveros and like so much of Pauline's listening life and work, you know, was around just that. Like there's so much song in a squeak and so Mm -hmm, much squeak mm -hmm. in a song and like listening with your entire self past, present and future, you know, like 
whatever has come prior and whatever the present is and listening forward into the future all has to be there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so those are kind of that's that's where I root myself as well it was almost like all of these things are sort of incidental to how you seem to be approaching form and maybe that's just like too academic no I, mean, I don't know no that that checks I mean I think you know some of it I don't know if incidental, I mean, so I have geared pegs these days. Mm -hmm. um, Same. It's so awesome. Ooh, what a <laughs> life, like, life changer. changer. Totally. <laughs> Preach. Yeah. Such a life changing uh -huh. thing. So good. Um, yeah. Wowza. Um, so yeah, it gives you such a. Such control. Control and different, like, I don't know. I can, I feel like I can touch like hues. Um, with more facility or ease and also yeah be in the like like the in-between of like a color and then if I need to return back to standard tuning I can mm -hmm. quickly mm -hmm. easily and yeah, it's absolutely. not um, there's less risk involved I mean there's still quite a, a bit of risk involved so for example when I tuned down tonight um, I didn't expect that beating to occur and because um, I, I was moving towards the octave, but once that occurred, which I also, it was also really, um, it was really visceral. Like I, and the way my violin is against my body, like that beating was super felt. Like I felt that throughout my entire body. Mm -hmm. And it was just like so like, um, it made so much sense to where I was in my conception of the form and where I was in conception, uh, <laughs> conception of, yeah, the shape that mm -hmm. I was describing earlier and kind of what materials I was drawing from or working with. I was like that, there, this. Yeah, it was really cool. And you left it there while you went on to to do other stuff that had nothing to do with that particular interval or with that string, but then you kept referring to it with this pizzicato that was so nice to, to kind of remind us where this whole situation mm -hmm. actually was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, the repetition of that felt really good to me um, in the moment. Like, it was very pleasurable, but also it made a lot of sense to me in terms of the form. How would you talk about, like, the form that you chose? I mean, I think a lot of, when I think about form, I think about clarity. And even if I've gone into a piece where I have a conception of the form going in and it starts to shift, I think uh, what I'm, what I always, uh, where I always want my focus is is around clarity. You know, if the form is shifting, that that's fine. I'm open to that. Um, I mean, for the most part, I I mostly play free, whether I'm alone or with others. So the form is <laughs> up for grabs. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> you can find my music at uh, flukemogul.com. My last name without the hyphen and on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Bandcamp, uh, all under my name, Gabby Fluke Mogul. 
or just as fluke mogul. Uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Casa Berenice Recordings podcast. We would like to thank the musicians for performing and our lovely community here in Northeast LA for attending our concerts. For more information about our house concerts or our current release catalog, please visit our website, casabaronisrecordings.com. And thank you for listening.